Welcome to School of Performance. My name is Sean Ashkenazi, former professional athlete turned high-level performance coach. And each week we'll bring you inspirational guests to help you reach your highest level of performance in your own lives. Thank you for joining us today and let the lesson begin. Welcome to School of Performance, episode number 25 with Braden Rala. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to see you. Good to hear your voice, man. Been a minute, right. but uh, always happy to chop it up with you, my man. Right. It's been nice, man. We were talking here a little bit before we went on, and uh, it's been a minute, man. Time flies. It's crazy. We we're talking about how we've known each other for ages. Like, I think it's been, like you were saying, what, grade six, grade seven, when I first moved to Canada. All the yeah. uh, basketball tournaments in Richmond with uh, 3D and Drive and, and yeah. all those things. Grade six, man. I was coming out uh, with Spencer and Bo Eshelman out to 3D, man. We were making the trek oh. Richmond to North Van, and right. uh, and we were, we were training out at 3D, and and those were good, man. They were some of the best players in, in the lower mainland and just battling it out, man. That was uh, the start of a good rivalry. Right. How cool is that? I was talking, I had Connor Mohana on as well, and we were talking about how in this small little chunk of, like, you know, Vancouver, Greater Vancouver, such a huge area, uh, with 3D, with Handwerf and Argyle, same thing with Vancouver College or with St. George's, like these small little chunks of this huge, vast area has so many good players that would later, you know, move on and do great things and on and off the court. And it's just so cool. For sure, man. It's beautiful. I think it, it speaks a lot to uh, just athletes. And I, I, I'm always, I feel very grateful for the opportunity to play sports. I think it you know, when, when you're looking at the guys that we knew, it was all about competing and, and people wanted to be the best. And, right. you know, when you're, when you're done playing a sport, you're going to take those <laughs> skills with you to try and be the best in whatever industry you're in. Right. So it's no, it's no surprise when I see somebody I used to compete against killing it. I see you out right. doing your thing. Right. It just, it makes me happy. It makes me proud. And I know that when I see you guys, it's all love. Right. So. Right. No doubt. That same competitiveness, like that analogy of life, like like I do it with the kids we work with, with the schools out here all the time, just like just like in sports, that competitive nature and that wanting to be the best and that not taking no for an answer, whatever you want to call it. Like there's so many different factors that the court of, you know, ball or soccer or whatever people play, hockey, whatever it may be, football, you know, that analogy to life is huge. Um, I guess we'll start with that. I think it'd be really cool to uh, kind of reminisce um a little bit about uh, your favorite basketball moments, whether it be in high school or in club man, I basketball. Think, I think just, just playing against Hansworth back in the day, man. Right. We, had a, <laughs> we, had a, we had a good rivalry, man. And then shout out to shout out to Big Trazzy, man. He just, he right. just took us over the edge, man. So uh, just, just, Yeah, man. Just, just competing back in the day and just going to tournaments. And, you know, like every tournament we'd run <laughs> into you guys, we'd look at the bracket and be like, all right, when are we going to meet Hansworth type thing? Right. And, I remember that too. And yeah, it was always dap up before the game, say what's up. And then on the court, go to war. And then it was always game time. respect after. Right. So uh, just, just competing and, and, and seeing guys and everything is a, uh, is a good memory, man. And, and just makes me happy to see everybody doing well now. And, and staying hungry, staying motivated, you know, keeping right. that same that same mindset towards everything in life. 
That's huge, man. Yeah, those definitely were good times. You, you just brought that back up. Like, it's been years since I thought about this, but for sure, like, I remember every tournament, whether it'd be like, there'd be like those small school tournaments, which were more for fun. And I remember, like, just for trophies, like, if you were to win MVP or defensive player, just, and then there's like the big tournaments, which was provincials and, you know, lower mainland or whatever. And it always would be, where's VC? Like, look at that bracket. Yeah. Yeah. When are we going to meet, man? When is it going down? <laughs> right and i think it was over like a three four year span where it was like back and forth like you guys would win one we'd win one we'd win this tournament you guys For would sure, win man. this tournament you guys would win in provincials we oh man that's just good times i think people realize like it's hard especially out here in israel but this is in english so i don't know how many people uh would would catch it in israel maybe over time but um especially in israel like those little rivalries those little high school rivalries i think it's something that's so hard to describe like it's so unique that feeling of like these little pinpoints on the map would meet every couple months and it was this war. But it was like, like you said, it was all love and it was all respect and we would dap up before and we would train at 3D after. We would see each other on the weekends and like, it was all love. And it was just, when you're on the court, it was, it was battles. For sure. And I remember being at those camps and being at 3D and I'm like, I'm a Richmond kid out in North Shore and like, we know everybody and it's all love. But when you're competing in the drills, you're like, right. yo, man, I'm, I'm going to bust yeah. this guy right now. And, you know, I'm going to make sure I'm going to make sure he knows how we do it in Richmond. Right. And, right. Like a little warm up for the tournaments. <laughs> for sure. And then and then you're training in the off season and you're and you're just visualizing, you know, those big moments, those big tournament games, like meeting each other in the semis or whatever it is. And, uh, right. you know, being being in that competitive environment just really just brings out the best in people. That's cool, man. I heard you say visualizing. I wanna I'm adding that to our to our list for today. I'm gonna we're gonna touch on that as well. I love oh, that. Oh yeah, bro. Um, yeah. I'm I'm I know you personally. We've known each other for years. Uh, for those who are joining us now, and for those that would listen in the future, um, tell us a little bit about uh, Braden Rala for those who don't know you. Yeah, I grew up in uh, grew up in Richmond, uh, BC, and and went. Uh, Elementary school here, then went to Vancouver College, played football and basketball there, uh, was able to coach afterwards for a while, had, uh, you know, a lot of uh, love for both football and basketball that uh, they gave, the game gave to me, and it was awesome to be able to give back, and over the years just uh, kind of became more interested in health every year, mm -hmm. and eventually in, uh, in 2014, actually, my mom was diagnosed with uh, stage four breast cancer, so she was diagnosed with terminal breast cancer. And I mean, when you get uh, told something like that or somebody in your life that is given a timeline, like life, mm -hmm. life really changes really fast, right? So mm. at that moment was uh, a real, real turn and just, you know, okay, wow, I'm, I'm, my mom's only 54 at the time. I was 24 and you realize life is, life is really short and right. you you realize right away you gotta you know you gotta go after your dreams you gotta go all out you never know when mm. your number is gonna get called you don't got right. time for the bullshit in life and <laughs> you know you you gotta just really enjoy each and every day and so yeah while she was going through her battle uh, we were introduced to a naturopath and the naturopath mm -hmm. kind of just opened my eyes to the power of real <clears throat> healing and um you know what uh what real food and real herbs could do for you and and your body and so mm -hmm. I used to make smoothies for myself always. And then I started making them for her. And then some other mm -hmm. people started asking me, yo, can you make this? Can you make that? <laughs> and I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I joke around. I never, I never thought I'd be selling cold drinks in Canada, but mm -hmm. 
it just uh, it just made sense for me, and it, I feel like it's it's a step on on a journey to trying to inspire the world to live a healthy and happy life. And yeah, we're we're coming up on five years now at Purpose. That's and dope. It's uh, it's been a fun journey, man. I've I've learned more in the past five years than I have my whole life. So right, it's uh, it, it's been fun. That's huge, man. I love that story. Like it's so inspirational and. It's crazy how it takes those things to happen. Like it could be so many different things, but those personal things for us to realize like how precious life is and how it's not, it's not, you know, can't take it for granted. And every moment on this planet is worth it. And if you keep wasting, eventually you're gonna look back and say like, I could have done this, I could have done that. Um, like just on a personal, like I have it with Quinn, like with Quinn Keith was my kind of moment of like, I have a tattooed on my wrist, like no regrets. Like I don't want to be, 40 years old, looking back, saying I could have done this, I could have done that. You know, the only time it can really affect it is in the moment. And once you realize that, it, it's obviously tough at the time. Like, nobody wants to go through that. But the other side of things is, like, this complete, I guess you would call it, like, sort of release. Like, okay, now we're on. Like, now, just like game time. Like, now let's do this. Now nothing's holding me back. I know exactly what I want to do. And I'm, I'm going at it, like, as hard as I can, no matter what. Definitely. And I think... I remember Quinn was a, a huge name in basketball BC and, and mm -hmm. I think what well, we were in grade 10, I think when that happened and he, he mm -hmm. was in grade 12 and yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's unfortunately a fact of life that nobody's going to live forever. So we are all have to brace for at some point in our life, we're going to be losing loved ones. And for some people it happens sooner than others. And mm -hmm. we have, we have the option there. I mean, obviously you have to, be present in that moment and you're allowed to be sad you're allowed to grieve you're allowed to you know right. heal however you want but there comes a point in your life where you have to you got to keep going right you can't give up mm -hmm. and and I, I really feel something like that is is pressure builds diamonds right so you're 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 right. pushed into a corner you everything's against you and you have one option just sink or swim and, and you got to figure it yeah. out and so you could either turn that pain into a passion and, mm -hmm. and use that as fuel to motivate you to work harder. And like you said, you know, to, to re realize that you want to be 40 and look back and say, I have no regrets. So mm -hmm. um, I think it comes with the mindset to, to know that you got to look at it the, the way you can and, and things you can't change after it's been done, but you can change how you, how you, uh, how you act going forward and how you move going forward. Right. right? So right. Uh, I think you it's back, important. That's huge. I love what you said about uh, like pressure makes diamonds. Like it's so huge. I think I'm realizing it more um, just like in the last little, last couple of months, just the fact that like the conflicts and those quote unquote like negative things that happen throughout our lives is what makes us us. Like if we just had a timeline where nothing went wrong and everything went smooth. You'd be soft, it'd be, man. You'd be soft. Right? It'd be boring, man. It would be a blessing because, you know, you wouldn't have right? to deal with any stress. But I, I agree. Uh, I, I wish nobody has to go right? through losing things. And, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's people, places, things, a job, uh, games. But, you know, you, you have a chance to look at those and take them as a lesson and, and get stronger right. because of it. And when you're able to go through those dark moments and you're able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and get yourself out of there. It's, it's a very liberating, empowering feeling that, you know, you, you right. really realize like, damn, we're capable of a lot more than we think we are. Right. All of a sudden we kind of surprise ourselves. Like, like I was going to say, like, it'd be boring. Like there'd be no growth, right? Like the only sure. time we grow as people is when we face that conflict head on. There's this great thing that someone told me one time. It's a little like, 
it takes a little minute. But uh, if we if we were to talk about a movie and there's this family with like kids and a husband and a wife, and at the beginning of the movie they're all happy and they're having dinner, and then they go on this vacation, they go on this family vacation or whatever, and they get to these mountains and they're up there, and then they're still they're all good and they're having fun and they stick together and they're all close, and they get back to the house and they're still they're having dinner and they're having fun like. Nobody would watch this movie, you know what I mean? Like, like the fact that we're so drawn to conflict, like it was yeah. no one, no one. But when we realize, when we get this understanding that, like you said, pressure makes diamonds, conflict creates growth. And we were, if we were to have no, uh, whatever you want to call it, negative interactions in our life, or or conflicts that arise, or distress, or anything like that, there'd be no growth. We'd kind of just be the same person throughout because those are the, the real times where we kind of level up, I like to call it, as people, uh, where we got to face this thing head on and we come out the other side, a bigger person, a bigger woman. Um, so that's huge. Right? Yeah, I no, love, I, I, I totally, I, I believe uh, the bigger the obstacle, the bigger the opportunity, right? So if you have something, <laughs> right. a small problem, you can get over that, you can grow from it. But if it's like, it's a major problem, for a lot of people, you're going to sit back and, and let it crush you. But uh, mm-hmm. if you're able to attack that big problem, the bigger it is, the bigger the opportunity is on the other side, right? So right. got to. Uh, That's a great outlook, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, only option, so man. Only option. We're just getting started, man, and we already got these these gems. Um, <laughs> I want I want to hear a little bit about about purpose and how that kind of came about, um, and that whole process. Um, like you said, you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I don't know why, but honestly, in your energy, even when we're younger, I've always seen you as like this outgoing, like extrovert entrepreneur type personality. And for me, like, like we don't stay in touch that often. Like we've known each other for years, but it was always this energy of like, is this a matter of time? Like in my mind, like, is this a matter of time for this guy like opens up a business or goes like global or whatever? <laughs> it just kind of felt right. Like, so um, yeah, I'd love to hear about that process. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I think I'm in life, yeah, um, I, I think in uh, in life, I I've always brought, I know I've always brought energy to whatever it is, and you know, it used to be sports in high school. Then after I stopped sp- uh, playing sports, to be honest, I was partying for a bit, and my, mm-hmm. I brought my energy to the partying, and, and that was fun. But <laughs> uh, you know, it's not productive. And then I was mm-hmm. able to uh, to launch my business, and and it's been. Uh, a blessing to be able to put all my energy into my dreams and my vision. And mm-hmm. it's been, it's been a crazy five years, but I'm, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm really grateful. I've learned more in the past five years than I have my whole life. And so a little bit about purpose, purpose is named after my mother for the way that she lived life. She lived a purpose driven mm-hmm. life. So we're trying to inspire other people to prioritize their health, prioritize their happiness. And we're trying to make it as convenient as possible for them. So we, have a brick and mortar location in Stevenson Village in Richmond. And we started out just smoothies. Then we started adding soups. Then we just slowly have grown the menu. And then uh, I remember March 2020, COVID hit. And it was uh, it was my 30th birthday. I was in the shop. I used to always tell people to come through the shop. Come come see me. You want to come see me? Come 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 grab some stuff from the shop. You know what I mean? And we usually have right. a busy day. But it was it was one of the slowest days ever. It was like two days after the lockdown happened. And mm-hmm. I remember just being like, damn, man, I have no idea what we're going to do, uh, how we're going to get out of this winter. And it goes back to the pressure builds diamonds. It's like, right. you know, you got to you got to remember why you started and, and all the people in the community and the people that we've been able to uh, to get to know and engage with. 
and just thinking about them and why we started. And it's like, man, we mm-hmm. got to figure out a way. So uh, we started doing blend at home smoothies. I was doing the deliveries myself. I was ripping, de- ripping <laughs> nice. deliveries, White Rock, North Van, Burnaby. <laughs> Working on tips. It. Yeah, sick. man. If, if, people, if people were ordering, I was driving. And then That's I would it. just... I would just call some other people in that area. And be, if I knew them in the area, I'd be like, Hey, I'm driving a couple packages out to this area. Do you want one? You know, try and make it worth mm-hmm. my while. Cause I got to drive for an hour right. and spend all that gas, you know, make sure we're still making money on these deliveries. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, I, I did that for a month, just kind of kept things going. And then, uh, since then we've, we've grown it and we're doing a, a meal prep now to eight cities in the lower mainland. So just trying to, build our online presence and uh, cool. and, and try and make it as convenient as possible for people with dropping, dropping healthy products off at their door Monday nights and allowing them to attack their week with purpose and, and try to live their best life. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. And you forgot to mention like slowly and surely um, about to go overseas and abroad and international. Let's get it. Man. Let's <laughs> get it. I'm waiting on it. <laughs> we're, we're ship, we ship dry goods anywhere in Canada. So like we have a couple supplements we do in house and uh, yes. teas, our own brand. And so we ship those anywhere in Canada, but uh, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll get you, I'll get you some, uh, some products. <laughs> Don't worry, man. We'll get that to Israel. That's a cool, like just the whole concept of meal prep is so cool to me. Um, and yeah, it definitely helps a lot. I wish there was more awareness. I guess I don't have it written down, but as we're on the subject, um, let's touch a little bit on that, on, on that like health side, that food side of things and, and how important that is to our well-being and how we kind of take it for granted. Like we said before, in life in general, we can't take that nutritional side of things for granted. How can we, you know, get, get more aware of that and what are little things that we can maybe change or add to our diet or take away from our diet? that will have a huge difference um, from your experience with the business. Yeah, definitely. It's something that, I mean, any of my team, ask my team members, my family, my friends, like I'm on them all the time. I'm naturally energized, but I also put the right things in my body so that I can feel this way, you know? And I, and I think it's, it's not about being perfect because nobody's ever going to be perfect. It's about Mm -hmm. uh, trying to eat lean and clean, get your fruits and vegetables in trying to be as healthy as you can. And then you're allowed to, you know, if you want to have a burger and a couple of drinks on the weekend, go ahead and have mm-hmm. it. But you know that you ate good for six days this week. So you're going to enjoy that burger. You're going to enjoy pizza, whatever, whatever it may be. Right. But in terms of, I think the most important things for me, health wise sleep, I've learned over the past couple of mm-hmm. years, actually, when I was, when I was training for uh, marathons, I realized that you need sleep. So I, I shoot for about seven and a half, eight hours of sleep every night, track my sleep and, and very routine oriented. So this is a little late for me now, but for my boy, you know, I'll, you know, I'll stay up a little bit later. <laughs> you to staying up. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, food, like a lot of people just have coffee in the morning and I, I, I don't really get that one. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you, it, it's important to have, it doesn't have to be a smoothie, but you know, something that's, uh, you get some fiber and, and your full nutrients in and something that's going to sustain you with some, with some carbs mm-hmm. as well that will give you some energy so you can focus. Um, and I know some people fast and that that's one way to attack the morning. Mm-hmm. But if you're eating breakfast, just uh, making sure it's a balanced breakfast with some good, uh, you know, supplements and some protein in there, your body and your brain need that to, uh, to function and, and to be your mm-hmm. best. And so, um, yeah, we, we offer all that stuff in house. We have uh, a couple supplements as well. Uh, one for focus mm-hmm. uh, to try and, uh, you know, help that, that uh, brain we all need a little a little better focus right. and concentration and then we have a couple that are for 
uh, recovery and immunity and stuff like that. And, you know, just putting the right things in your body, being aware of what you're, what you're eating and and knowing that what you eat is going to have a direct correlation to how you feel. Right. So um, if you're eating something healthy, energizing, you're going to feel healthy and energizing. If you're going out and eating pizza again, like I said, enjoy it while you can, but Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be tired and sluggish in an hour. Right. So kind of live with the consequences, like be aware of where where it's going to be. For sure. Just being conscious of what you eat. Right. And, um, Mm -hmm. knowing, like I said, knowing any, whatever you put in your body is directly going to relate to how you feel. Mm -hmm. I love this subject matter. Like I look into it, like I've done the fasting for a while and, and went like vegan for a while and felt the huge difference. Um, and still, like, I'll, I'll one thing I change with my like pre pregame meals, like every week, is I've added a lot of veggies and, and salads, and and it's wild about um, my aerobic, like my aerobic capacity has, has changed completely. Sure. Like I don't get tired on the court. That whole open, movie, open I, the airways, man. Right, that whole movie, I game changes. Whatever it was factual, it turned out to be fiction with a lot of stuff, but. The one thing I took from it is is um, the more veggies we eat, the more healthy foods we eat, the more greens we eat kind of opens up our, our blood pathways. Our blood becomes um, not as thick. I remember they, they would do the experiment with the plasma and they, yeah. you could kind of see through it where if you were having like a heavy meat meal, it was really thick and you couldn't really see through it. When, you, when I thought about it, I was like, okay, I studied it. I, I took kinesiology and all that. Like all our bodies' functions come through our blood whether it be oxygen transport or minerals or all these different chemicals or whatever. So if my blood is more flowing, if my blood is not as thick, then everything should function a little bit better. And, and I've definitely felt that, like, as far as my basketball career, it's made a huge difference. Um, it's Yeah, it's interesting. I love I just This stuff is just fascinating to me. Like, if you want to get into it, like, um, just that thing with the coffee, it's interesting to me what your position is on, like, like the first thing we have in the morning, like, should we have something like before that coffee or should we have it together? Uh, like you said, something nutritional, maybe like a fruit or a veggie. Um, or is it good to just kind of hit the day off of coffee and thinking like we're fine? Yeah, I, I find it funny. <laughs> I mean, I, I know 95% of the world drinks coffee and there's no, there's nothing mm-hmm. bad about coffee. Uh, there's studies shown that if you have it regularly, it doesn't dehydrate you. Um, if you don't mm-hmm. drink coffee regularly, it does be de- it can dehydrate you. Um, I'm a big tea guy. I got my tea right here, actually, and we we're talking right. about uh, blood um, circulation. So this is actually Akeem Pierre Ritual Foods. Uh, you nice. remember Akeem from Palmer? Shout out to Chemo for sure, man. Yeah, for, shout for, out to Chemo, man. I, I drink. Uh, I I put that tea in, so it's uh, the Ritual Foods bay leaves, which helps with the. It's an anti-inflammatory and helps with mm-hmm. uh, blood circulation and blood flow, and then. Um, uh, some grated ginger in there as well nice. and some lemon just to, yeah man it's my it's my daily potion I, i've been having it every day for a while and, and i feel like I, nice. I know that it keeps me healthy um but yeah in the morning i think people have to find out what works for them everybody's a little bit different but i, mm-hmm. I think it's important to at least get something that is not just uh <laughs> you know sugar or or just some some you know, something that's more sustaining. So like for me, I've, I've done oatmeal and berries for a long time. So I, I go to mm-hmm. the gym in the morning, come back, have my shake, um, and then oatmeal with some blueberries, get those sustained energy, those, those carbs in there. And, uh, and then I have a tea and I usually get a little work done from home to start my day, but it's, uh, nice. it's important for me, you know, you gotta, you're breaking your fast. So you got right. to, uh, you make sure you tack it the right way and kind of go from there. Right. No, that's huge, man. Those little things, like I always tell the, the kids and, and, the, and the, the 
whatever it's called, the the clients I work with, um, little things make a huge difference. Like our life is an accumulation of these tiny little facts and these tiny little things that make the biggest difference. And yeah, like the, that morning routine is huge. Um, tiny, tiny changes for big results. Right, right. No, yeah. that's huge. I have here um, just a whole, like, just like the name, man, just like your mom, the way she lived her life uh, with purpose. How do we continuously move or how do we get to that point of finding our purpose? How do we work towards that? Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I think your, your 20s are a, uh, a fun a fun decade and and my advice mm-hmm. to anybody you know that age or, or younger is when you get into your 20s you know try try everything you know if, if there's something that right. excites you if it's something that you feel pulled to if you feel energized to do go try it and try try your mm-hmm. best at it and you know like the <clears throat> majority of things we might fail at but at mm-hmm. least you can go you try it and you realize okay this is for me or this isn't and if if you feel right. like you're connected to that. And, and for me, a purpose is really about operating from your heart. So, you know, you could, you could want to run a business and you can want to just make money and, you know, that's awesome. And you go and you just go try and, you know, run the numbers, get, get some money, do that. And, and that's what excites you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I truly believe you, you can't fake authenticity and you mm-hmm. see when people are running businesses and it's coming from right here. And when you're actually operating from right here, from your heart, you're going to be able to go distances you haven't gone before. Like when you're tired and, you know, you, this is something that you love to do and it's something that you're very passionate about, you're going to dig deeper and For you're going sure. to find you're going to find new levels physically and mentally that you haven't tapped into before. And I mm-hmm. think when you can get to that is I know when you can get to that, it's a it's a very liberating feeling and, and a proud feeling to, to know that you're working on your craft you're working on something mm-hmm. you love to do and you're making a difference for other people so um yeah i mean best advice try everything you can right and and, and really at the end of the day listen to your heart i think a lot of uh mm-hmm. kids i'm not saying don't listen to your parents but you know a lot of people will do um you know take a job or go to school or something just to make their parents happier just because other people are doing it when right you got to have the courage to to know what's deep down in your heart, what's something that's going to excite you and energize you and, and go all in on it. Mm-hmm. That's huge, man. Like just, just like that concept of trying as many things as you can as early as possible and kind of finding what, what, like, like you said, like your heart knows best, like that those feelings. And when we start listening to those feelings, those body sensations about what feels right, what, what doesn't feel right, that intuition, is huge and i think guys like us like correct me if i'm wrong like we're, we're hustlers like we we started grinding at such a young age and it may have been tough at the time like working a job and playing ball in college and working and, and studying and doing all these things but like we said like through conflict you get your biggest lessons like like pressure makes diamonds and that that early trials of so many different things i think helped us um kind of find those things that really speak to our heart. And uh, it's it's totally that. It's just trying as many things as you can. And the other thing you said that I really, really connected to is that that um, not being afraid to fail. Because, like, failure in, in, in a way is a blessing, right? Because it, For sure. Like, knowing, lesson, knowing, what, you don't, big knowing what you don't want to do is, is just as important as knowing what you want to do. Um, 
I had a friend of mine, uh, uh, Shloim, that he's a coach and a sports psychologist out here. And he had this great quote at the end, which it's funny because we're all competitive and we're all athletes in nature. Um, and, and we're talking about how winning and losing is the same thing at the end of the day. And that triggers, right? Like an athlete, like a competitive sports person that's like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like my whole big part of my life has been about winning. Like, what are we talking about? But it's so true. Like winning and losing are the same. Like, like that's informative and that's informative. Is this where do you want to take it? Do you want to For remember sure. the good or do you want to remember the bad? What do you want to learn from? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, with the with the L's you choose, if you want to if right. you accept it and you just don't do anything about it, then it's a loss and it's done and you right. lose. But you always have a chance and it goes back to playing a sport. It goes back to coaching a sport. After you mm-hmm. lose, you have a chance to review the game tape, figure out what did I do wrong? How can I improve it? And how are we going to get better? And then it becomes right. a lesson and then you apply it so it doesn't happen again. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing for us at, at work. You know, we're doing, we got a big catering order tomorrow. These things, when we used to have them, stress me out like crazy. Really? Like, damn, man, <laughs> like, how are we going to do 70 smoothies, 60 bowls for this company tomorrow? <laughs> like, you know, our shop isn't that big, but we're going to, we're going to hammer it out and we're going to make sure it's high mm-hmm. quality. But after you get the repetitions in and you, you do them, right. you realize, okay, this is how we can be better next time. This is how we could, mm-hmm. this, this will make it less stressful. These are a couple of things right. we could do before to prepare better. And it's all about, you know, reviewing whether it's wins or losses or, you know, you're tracking your progress, whether it's sleeping, working out, your weight is, uh, you know, tracking things and then and looking back and, and reviewing what can I learn right. from this? How can I get better? Or how can I make sure that I don't lose again? Right. So. Right. That's huge. That's and as you do it more, like you said, like, excuse me, that stress factor becomes less and less, right? The more in tune we come with that, with that without action it becomes less and less stressful because we start to feel at home there and yeah, yeah. so you winning or losing like i would always say after games i, I live by that um from early on in my career um like learn from the mistakes like remember the good learn from the bad like don't dwell on the bad because it's in the past there's nothing you can do about it if it was a tough loss or the refs or or an injury or whatever it may be dwelling on it isn't going to help you isn't going to move you towards your goal but Remember the good, learn from the bad. Watch that tape, take those mistakes, and then toss it away. I remember it was Dwayne Wade, I think, like years back in an All-Star game or something. And it's something that really stuck with me. Uh, he said, like, to, to play this game a long time, you got to have really good short-term memory. You can't dwell on things too long because so many things are going to pop up throughout your career. And I think this is true not just for sports and not just for basketball, but in life in general. Life. So many things are going to pop up along the way that if you were to hold on to it and dwell on it and kind of be up all night thinking about it, like I should have done this, I should have done that, you got no room to grow. But you got to let go of that things, take that lesson and always look forward. Um, like you said, and it's huge. I, I love that. D-Wade, Flash, man, one right. of the best of our generations <laughs> and one of the best right. of all time. Um, it, yeah, it's important. I remember playing sports just being short-term memory. You make a mistake, mm-hmm. okay, it's done now. We got to have confidence moving Next forward. Next yeah, and, and the exactly next play mentality. And like you said, also with life, um, we're, we're going to lose in life at multiple different things. It's just a fact. Mm-hmm. And you have a chance to learn from it and, and make a change and grow from it. Or if you're going to be stuck in that and that's going to be stuck in your head, then you're never going to be able to progress because you're still stuck on that one loss right. back in the day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, everything in life translates over from, from the hard court or the soccer pitch to uh, – right. To, it's a to huge life, analogy so. for sure. 
Definitely. Shout out to Dwayne Wade. We'll tag him maybe. We'll, uh, he'll, he'll throw us on there. We'll get him. We'll get him on the show eventually, man. His next trip out no, to man, Israel. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, it's all going down. We're gonna get Traz. We're gonna get Robbie. Uh, we got Hell Scott yeah. Morrison and all these great players that have played abroad. Diego, Kaplan, and Ty Kepke. Like we're all my we're guy. School of Performance going international. I like it, man. No doubt, worldwide. Man. We got we got big things coming. It's all written down, man. It's all in the works, man. It's all. It's the about the vision, moving, man. man. No doubt. The vision no doubt. And, and writing it down and manifesting it. No doubt. Man, we got so much to talk about. Like, these things come up like as we go along. Like I got to add it to the questions, like visualizing and writing this stuff down. But we'll do we'll do plenty more of these, man. I know you got your podcast as well. And uh, and maybe I'll jump. If you, if you invite me, if I get the privilege of coming on, we'll jump For on sure. there and, 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 and chop this stuff up. Like we just got so much we could possibly talk about. Um, the next thing I have written down is um, kind of your favorite um, – ways of improving our our mental and physical well-being like little things like we talked a little bit before about that food and the first thing we put in our body uh first thing in the mornings um little things both on the physical side would be food and exercise and stuff but also that mental side or that emotional side that is so important and maybe we kind of um forget about a little bit sometimes because that's you know that's something that we need to put energy to just as much definitely i think uh for me i i'm I was working out with Akeem uh, four days a week. So uh, meet him in the gym, 645, Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday. And, you know, it's nice to have a, a workout partner and have that accountability, but don't mm-hmm. always have that. So, you know, you got to set a schedule for yourself. So those are less decisions mm-hmm. you have to make throughout the week. You got to write down, you know, whether that's just, I'm going to work out three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to work out four days, five days, whatever it is. You got to plan that out and write that out so you know, on Monday when that alarm goes off, you're going, it's not the alarm goes off and mm, should I go to the gym? Maybe I shouldn't. Cause most of the right. time you're just going to go back to sleep. Right. So that little voice. Yeah. And I, and I think, so I think the first thing is, is having a plan. And so mm-hmm. writing a plan for yourself. Okay. What are my goals over the next three months? How am I going to get there? Work backwards. Okay. I'm going to go to the gym Monday, yes. Tuesday, whatever days it is. And I think starting the day with a workout for me, I absolutely love, you know, you get your brain, you, you get your body moving, your blood flowing, your brain, you get mm-hmm. endorphins, you know, whether it's a run, you get a runner's high, whether you're lifting the gym, you get that pump and that sensation afterwards. And for right. me, my, my most productive hours and my most energetic hours are from seven in the morning till about lunchtime because I'm mm-hmm. 15 minutes into my workout and I'm buzzing and then I'm, you know, got that post-workout gym high for the whole morning. And, and it's just so important to start your day like that. And, you know, you come home, have food right away, get your protein, get your carbs in and, and refuel your body. And then mm-hmm. the big thing, especially I've learned over the past couple of years is I remember early twenties going to the, going to the gym was all about the aesthetic and the, and the physique. But mm-hmm. now right. it's, it's, it's more of a mental thing. You know, you, I, I mm-hmm. David Goggins, one of my favorite, uh, favorite mm-hmm. author and, and one of the uh, the best uh, endurance athletes he says win, win the morning win the day so right. you set the tone for the day in the morning and the best way to do that is get up get a workout in get your blood pumping and you know mentally you're going to be feeling a lot better for the rest of the day and then mm-hmm. on the mental side of things is I actually started seeing a therapist last last fall in September mm-hmm. and to be honest I always thought you know I was mentally strong and i kind of thought the stigma of you know you have to be um either depressed or in in a bad state to to see Mm -hmm. a therapist 
And uh, my girlfriend at the time actually encouraged me quite a bit to go see it because she could see that, you know, I'm doing these small short term things, whether it's working out, reading, mm-hmm. turning off my phone, having that alone time with no communication, no screens, those things help in the short term. But I truly believe every single person should see a, see a therapist because we mm-hmm. all, and especially as men and, you know, you play sports, right. you got kind of that, that masculine alpha side of you. Um, right. We All hold masks in- that we got to yeah, keep on for sure. And, and, you know, we, we hold things inside of our, and it just builds up more and more. Mm-hmm. And if we don't address it, it, it really can eat you up inside and change you as a person. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was fortunate to, to start seeing a therapist in September and it's helped amazing. I mean, I was going weekly for a bit. Now I do it every, every couple of weeks. And That's huge. I just, honestly, everybody I talk to that, if they tell me they're going through a little summon, I'm like, yo, I'm going to send the right. email. I'm going to send you the intro, CC it to this company here. They've been great with me. And I've been uh, trying to convince as many people as possible to uh, to at least try it out. Mm. And right. I'm I'm grateful for uh, for my ex to be able to encourage me to do that. And then I truly believe the world would be a better place if everybody saw a therapist. Right. That's huge, man. First of all, I acknowledge you for taking that step, man. It takes, it takes a certain type of person to be willing to do that after so many years of a certain habit and now breaking that habit and knowing that like you have your own well-being at the top of your priority list and if this is something that could help you know taking that step i remember seeing those posts and i think you, you put an episode about that right if i remember correctly and yeah it's so huge man it's definitely something that doesn't get talked about enough like you start seeing it a little bit like with the olympics for example with simone biles and all these things like out here too in israel they did a like a four-part series with all these great um athletes whether it be olympians or or guys from first division basketball or or guys that play in europe play soccer in europe and and all the stuff that they've dealt with throughout their career and and as a fan like if i put myself not as a player but as a fan when you look at it from the sidelines you're thinking like like you would have never thought that these guys are going through that but at the end of the day we're all human like besides being athletes besides being entrepreneurs like we're all humans um, at the end of the day, and we're all we all go through that stuff. And in mental training, there was something you said uh, that really stuck with me just now. Um, with mental training, we we constantly like performance coaching and all that. We constantly look at this thing where it's like like you just said it like doesn't need to be depression. Something that comes up for us to do something about it. Like if we do the work beforehand, and if we do that work as as a base everything we do will be will be more effective and, and it's so true what you're saying about like encouraging people to do it and putting those kind of masculine stigmas um aside because yeah at the end of the day we're all people like we all go through this stuff i i uploaded a post yesterday and and um about just just the whole concept of feeling like our full range our full spectrum of emotions like not not shying away for that it took me years i'm not i'm not perfect and i think we all have something to learn and something to aspire to to be to always be better at but like emotions aside and, and when things come up like really going through it because the, sure. the release that it has on the other side is so huge and i said in that post, legendary like, right like um the 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 openness that we have to life i guess you would call it after the release we have on the other side where we let go of those things that we're so in tune to pushing down and, and not giving it a spot is so huge man it's really like 
I call it like like really experiencing life. Like I can speak about myself. I always up open up on these things. I'm never ashamed to uh to 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 deal to show my like uh, things that I'm going through. Like I was dealing with depression for years, and um, I think I had this habit from whatever I've seen at home to when stuff comes up, like just push it down. Like don't deal with it. Push it down. Push it down. Push it down. And I yeah, think man, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. No doubt. Put that mask on. Like be tough. Be strong. Yeah. Whatever it is. Don't cry. Do your thing, like go through your business. Don't don't talk about that stuff, whatever it is. Um, and it accumulates, right? And it, ha- it it takes a hold on us. And whether we realize it a day, a week, a year, ten years from now, it will come out. And when we build that habit, that's why I acknowledge you and I'm proud of you and and everyone that takes that step to to start letting that stuff out. Like we're so free on the other side. It allows us so many options that we didn't have before from that emotional standpoint. And and that emotion and that feeling, like working from our heart, working from our soul, that's the greatest superpower ever, man. When, when you get in tune with that, like like nothing can stop you, you know, a man, woman, boy, girl, you know what I mean? Like entrepreneur, athlete, it doesn't matter when you come from the heart. And, and I got to say, that's what I love so much about seeing all your stuff with the podcast and with purpose and everything that you do, because it all comes from that why. Like your why is so strong. Um if you know Simon Sinek and whoever's listening, like reading his books that with why and that whole concept and your why is this, it comes up in everything you do and it's huge. And you can really tell from, from watching from the sideline with you um, that you're coming from the heart and it's huge. I, I appreciate that, man. That's why I'm honored to be on here as well. And, you know, like you said, you want, you want answers from the heart on here. I'm like, let's, mm-hmm. let's do it, man. We, we align on that. And yeah, it's, right. it's nice to it's nice to talk to other people as well who are open about, you know what, I went I went through some shit, I dealt with it. And mm-hmm. I think there's a couple things to that is, number one, you're allowed to feel any type of way and mm-hmm. don't feel guilty for feeling, oh, I'm sad. Like, yes, you're allowed to be sad if you want to be you're allowed to be in whatever state you feel right, you're allowed to, you, you got to go through those feelings and, and be present in them. And then mm-hmm. It takes the courage to say, okay, you know what? I'm an, I need to talk to somebody about this because mm-hmm. even if people don't think they need to go to see a therapist or they're not depressed or something, we all have things throughout the day that trigger us and that annoy mm-hmm. us. And the more we wait, the more that stuff builds up, builds up, builds up. Right. And then one day you're just going to snap and it might not be good. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just Part of being human, right? Like those triggers and emotions. For sure. So, you know, just finding somebody and, and having the courage uh, to to seek out talking to somebody. And I think the coolest thing about therapy, too, is like, you know, you could talk to somebody. They're not going to tell anybody anything. And you just have mm-hmm. somebody who's not going to judge you at all. And and it's uh, yeah, like you said, you you go through it, you, you you face it and you go through the ups and downs. But on the other side is it's an amazing feeling. And mm-hmm. I hope I hope everybody going through some stuff right now is, you know, right. have the courage to, to reach out to whether it's a friend, family member or a therapist and talk to them and deal with the stuff head on and might not change overnight, but at least have the mm-hmm. awareness and courage to, to move forward with it. And, you know, I wish all the people going going through everything right now all the best. Just keep going. Sure. Keep going. That's huge, man. That's huge. And when we planned this, we, we didn't expect like this is not something we planned to talk about, but but it's just something that's huge. And, and like I, I can see it's close to both of our hearts. And yeah, like whoever's joining us now, whoever's going to listen in the future, we really urge you like to take that step. Um, the other side is, is magnificent. Like the other side of things of, of breaking those habits and everything we've kind of been taught about 
how to deal with emotions. I think a lot of our parents, like our age group, are, are really old school and maybe old school European. Um, you know what I mean? With, with Indian, no, no thanks, man. <laughs> right? Like, you know what I mean? You so breaking, break, <laughs> right? Breaking that habit is huge, man. And, and it's something we've touched on. And honestly, we can do a whole episode just on this stuff. And, and I'm sure up. we will in the future. And uh, like beyond all the health and well-being, which is, which is amazing. And I'm not taking anything away from it. This thing is, is huge. And, and if people listening are kind of on the fence with that, we really... I speak for Braden as well. Uh, we really urge you to take that step because I think 100%. we both know uh, what the other side is like. Um, and it's huge. I have Definitely. here, um, I want to touch a little bit about uh, your journey with the with the marathons and, and with the running. It's really yeah. interesting to me. We talked about it a little bit and it was super inspiring to hear your process. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I mean, playing sports growing up, I hated running. I it was just never, you know, I'd rather just compete and 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 mm-hmm. play some type of a game, whether it's basketball or football. But um, in 2014, actually, so just to touch more about my mom and how inspirational she was. So she ran a marathon in 2014, and after she mm-hmm. finished, she said, "Oh, my back hurt. I think I'll be a little better on the next one." And then after that found out they originally diagnosed as shingles and then it got worse and then after that Mm. it was um they they showed that it was stage four breast cancer so she had lesions in her spine she ran a half marathon and all she said Mm. afterwards was my back is sore i'm going to be better on the next (laughs) one so i mean like that's the type of energy i was around the type of inspiration i was around like that's that's gangster man like that's right you You can't fake that man yeah you got people out here complaining about a sore knee or Mm. or a stiff back or you know ankle injury or something and like i'm I'm around that type of energy so that's that's all i know Mm. and unfortunately i remember being in the uh bc cancer agency when the oncologist told my mom that she couldn't run anymore and my Mm. mom being one one of the most inspirational people i've ever been around just seeing the life taken out of her from Mm. she didn't even say anything she didn't respond and it's probably the quietest i've seen her ever that day um it was devastating to to mm. see somebody be told like, Hey, this is one of your biggest hobbies. She was a run leader for 10 years. She ran over uh, 13 full marathons, 26 half marathons wow. was the, yeah, which just was just a beast. Right. And wow, that's huge. to be, to be told that you can't do that anymore is mm-hmm. it was, it was devastating. And so I decided to run for her and we started a mm-hmm. fundraiser team Debbie to raise uh, money for hard to treat breast cancers mm. and just show her, how much support she had during the, the uh, during her battle. And for a couple of years, mm-hmm. the BMO is the biggest, it's the, the uh, marathon in Vancouver. And we had the biggest team at the marathon, just a testament to how many people nice. that she inspired and how many people that just showed up for the walk, for the run, because they wanted to support her and show her that she had the support. That's amazing. And yeah, so first one, first one I ran, <laughs> I, I, I Googled how to train for a marathon in eight, months, in eight weeks. <laughs> I was working, I was working two jobs, grinding, building the business plan. And, and, and I was just like, I remember I Googled, it says uh, how to run a marathon in eight, eight weeks. And, and the first couple articles are like, yo, swallow your pride. Like just, just yeah. run the half. Like maybe you got injured, this, that, that. I'm just like, I didn't even train. I, I just I I <laughs> forgot about it. that part. Just, yeah. Just and, came out. Yeah. And my mom and her one friend, she was, uh, she was my mom's running friend as well. And she said, both of them are like, yo, you'll be fine. Like, don't worry. Like you got mm-hmm. this. And then, you know, trained for eight weeks, ran it with one of my best friends and, and we ran it and 
you know, we finished it. That's all we wanted to do. Right. And I remember at the end being like, man, my body is just, you just destroyed your body. You didn't train for mm-hmm. it. You just ran 42 kilometers. <laughs> uh, for, wow. it was, our time was over four hours and wow. just wanted to finish it. And I remember at the end of it being like, I'm never running again. F this, right? Like this is brutal. I feel and then that. and then a couple months later was just like, yo, I kind of want to run that again because mm-hmm. the end, the last kilometer of the run, like going through the shoot, there's just like thousands of people and they're just standing there cheering and clapping and like you got your mm-hmm. name tag on and they're like, yo, go Braden or whatever it says. And it's you. like it was it was electric feeling going through there, mm-hmm. even though you're in pain and your body is numb. Um, so afterwards I kind of just got the itch was like, you know what, let's, let's try and go a little bit harder next year. So I trained, did it again. I ended up doing, uh, four full marathons, one half, the last two I did while, while purpose was open too. So I was, I was in the shop six days a week. I was running six days a week. And this is now after my mom passed away. So I would run. I mean, we're, we're out here in Vancouver. It's raining a lot in the winter time. So six, six days a week from December till the first week of May and I, I chose to, to train by myself. And so mm-hmm. we're talking six, six runs a week in the rain, whatever the weather was, I didn't skip any runs and just put my headphones on, listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks, listen to motivational speeches nice. and, you know, just running really taught me so much about life in terms of just putting one foot in front of the other. You want to give up, you're tired, you don't feel like finishing whatever you need to do. And it's the same thing with running. Your body is sore. You have no energy left in the tank. Like you are depleted, but Mm -hmm. it's the mind that's going to keep you going. And you're just going to tell yourself, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to, I'm going to find a way. And and once you start to break through those and you get, you realize how powerful your mind is. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's been just a metaphor for life and for business, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, the ups and downs of going through COVID um and just you know that training has translated to i have mentally over the past five years have just become a completely different person and the Mm -hmm. confidence in myself and the ability to know how hard i can go and and you know what levels i could reach which i didn't know Mm -hmm. before running i'm extremely grateful for and you know my favorite thing for running was it's even though my mom is gone i feel a connection to her i feel you know, she's watching over me and she's like, yo, keep going, right? Like, yo, speed it up a little bit, you know? So it's a nice, uh, it's it's a really special feeling for me. And it's something that I tried to qualify for the Boston Marathon, which is uh, three hours for 42 kilometers. And wow. so a couple years, a couple years ago, I ran it and I ran 301. So I just missed it. No way. And yeah, so I was choked. So you got to run under three hours if you're under 35, I think is like the open category. And then the time goes up after that. Um, Get to it, man. Then, Get to it. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was training for in 20. It would have been 2020 in May. And then mm-hmm. in March, I was on week 13 of week 20 training program. And then the marathon got canceled. And I was yeah, like, right. damn, man, I just put just put three months of, uh, of, of blood, sweat mm-hmm. and tears into this. But at least I was mentally and physically in the best shape of my life, ready to just right. run my business through COVID. And, and it, you know, at least it translated <laughs> it's funny to how that. things work out, eh? right? Like... Yeah. So, I mean, and then, yeah, I jumped into the first month of co- uh, March and April in 2020, a couple of my staff quit because they were just chilling and getting the CERB money. 
you know, just, <laughs> just uh, getting paid. So I, I had no staff. I was working open to close. I was doing deliveries at the end of the day, like just working mm. like crazy. Wow. But I feel like all these things happen for a reason. And right. I was in, I was in 100%. shape to be able to do that and, uh, and get ourselves out of that, that hole. I love that. I love those things when that, when those stuff happens, where it's like in the moment, you're like, like, gosh, goddamn, like, like, why is this thing happening to me? Like, what? And then like a day later, a week later, a month later, you're like, man, like if that thing didn't go down, I'd be in such a different position right now. Like, like I can't even imagine how I was mad at the time. You know what I mean? Like, sure. It could be a year later, it could be freaking 10 years later. Um, that's huge. And I love what you said about the running. I love that. And we were talking on the phone as well, just, just one foot after the other another step one foot after the other and, and that's yeah. so, like that's life man like that's life like when stuff comes up always forward one foot after the other like keep the going. easy thing to do is always is to give up is to quit right mm-hmm. and you know you're right. allowed to take breaks you're allowed to 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 pause and you know take a day off or to do whatever you know weekend trip whatever you need to do to recharge but you just can't give up you gotta just mm-hmm. find a way to just keep moving forward and it doesn't matter if you're moving slow, if you're moving one step at a time, one smoothie at a time, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> right. just, you gotta, you gotta find a way to just keep going. Those, those positive habits. That's huge, man. I love that, man. We could talk for hours. Um, to, towards the end, there's always, um, a couple questions that I love to touch on. The first one is, um, how do you define success? How do I define <laughs> success? Um, I think the most important thing is, success for everybody is going to be different. Right. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's, that's a great question where you're going to get 25 different answers on 25 right. different shows. Um, success, I think is doing something that you love to do, uh, setting, setting goals for yourself and finding a way to achieve them mm-hmm. and, you know, enjoying that journey along the way, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of, times in life we wait for to finish that marathon we wait to win an award and be successful but success is loving what you do and loving the process Mm -hmm. of of every day working towards that goal working towards you know opening another shop whatever it may be I think success is really in the habits that you do in day-to-day life and the person that you become going through that all Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, su- yeah, su- success is the journey in the day to day. And, and mm-hmm. you know, whether you whether you win or lose, whether you become first place or fourth place, at the end of the day, you look back and you're like, I gave it everything I had mm-hmm. and I have no regrets there. And, and to me, that's success. That's huge, man. I love what you said about like that when we chase this kind of like goal or this target or whatever that when we get to it. It, it never feels quite like we thought it would because like you're no. saying, it's, it's all about the journey. It's all about the process. And, and it doesn't matter how high we achieve, there's always going to be something more, right? There's always going to be, especially high-performance individuals, like com- competitive individuals. When you get that goal, what's the first thought? It's like, what's next, right? And then you'd never really get to enjoy it. And that's such an important point to make about taking the time to really enjoy your journey because that that target, when you get that goal, it's going to be really um really short term it's gonna be really really quick but that process may be like weeks like you said with the marathons or months or years to to get to that thing and if you don't enjoy that then 
it's kind of like you're missing the point. I love that. I love that definition. Um, For sure. I actually, I just had dinner with a, a fellow <laughs> entrepreneur, a friend I was ca- catching up with from high school, and he's been extremely <clears throat> successful. And he was mm-hmm. just telling me the past couple of years have been pretty dark, even though you look from the outside and you see his business right. growing and just, you know, just expanding. You're like, wow, this guy is crushing it. And he's, he told me straight up that, man, I wanted to, I wanted to get this new Porsche. I got the Porsche. Uh, right. Then I want, now I want something new. And it seems like, you know, you're, you're at this level where mm. you always want something new and I got it. Okay. Awesome. You could celebrate for a bit. And you just, you, you're always going to want more and want more and want that more. That chase, so, right? Like that hamster yeah. wheel. And, and it's, it's, you know, those things are great and everybody should, you know, aspire to, to, you know, attain things that you want. But the most important part is that journey of going to go get it. And the person you become along the way, enjoying mm-hmm. the highs, learning from the lows. And I, I talk about entrepreneurship as a roller coaster ride. It's, you know, the highs right. and the lows got to celebrate the highs and don't get too low or, or stay down too low. You got to find a way to get back up and keep going. Right. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. huge, man. I love that. And the, and the last thing I always, um, I always like to ask is if you could catch Braden, I guess uh, maybe with ball, maybe with university, but I think the most interesting one would be with the business, like kind of early on. Um, and you can kind of pull him aside, like whatever it was five years ago and you can kind of pull him aside and maybe whisper a little something in his ear, a little gem that uh, would would help him, you know, save so many headaches and so much wasted energy. Like, what would you tell him? I would say three things come to mind right away. Number one is sleep. I thought when I I launched Mm -hmm. my business, I was 27. I'm like, I'm a beast. Like, I can work all day. I got the energy to, you know, I just ran a couple marathons. Like, I I can go all day. And I remember actually talking to my doctor about something, and, and she's like, you sleep six hours a day I was like yeah no problem like you know and it was part of like being an entrepreneur I thought you had to work mm-hmm. all day to do these things that lifestyle and, yeah and it's something that I've learned recently is you know quality <laughs> not recently but you know a couple of years ago um is quality over quantity so we're learning to work mm-hmm. smarter instead of harder so prioritize your sleep because if you're not mm-hmm. sleeping enough you're not going to be a good version of yourself the next day you're not going to be sharp you're going to be tired you're going to be lethargic so prioritize your sleep for your mental physical everything there's so many things that tie to it and then trying to work smarter instead of harder it doesn't matter if you you could sit in an office for 10 hours and say oh, I, were, I was in there for 10 hours but how much work did you actually get done like can mm-hmm. you organize your day can you plan out and structure your week so that you can be efficient and work in um you know blocks and and i think a big thing is just being present in everything you do so if I'm present in my work, I know I need to get these three tasks done. If I can be present, be off my phone, get these things done. If I'm able to do those in two hours less than if I'm on my phone, doing a little bit of work, kind of messing around here and there, the faster you're able, the more present you're able to be, the faster you're going to be able to get things done. And then you're Mm -hmm. going to have more time for the things you love in life. You're going to have time for your family, for your friends, for your partner, whatever it may be. And you can be present in those moments with them. And you're not thinking about, oh, I should have got that done or, oh, I should have got this done. Right. Right. So I think uh, those are probably the, the the biggest lessons, working smarter instead of harder, um, getting your sleep. And yeah, that's that's probably the two I would mm-hmm. tell 27-year-old B. Rolla. 
<laughs> that's huge man that's huge man we got we could we could do this for hours man and i'm sure we'll do more and then on your podcast as well and i'm looking forward to that and yeah i just want to acknowledge you for for the type of person you are man like i said man and and i don't i speak from the heart like like those who know me i don't i don't say things just for the sake of saying them and and your energy has always been um what's the word infectious like like for all the years that i've known you and it's great to see you doing all these things and with the podcast and with the business and i'm sure there's a bunch of other things that that we didn't even get the chance to talk about that you're up to over there and it's fun to see from across the water and, and all the different social networks man and yeah i really acknowledge your work ethic and the type of person you are and it's been a blast to, to get to know you and see your growth from from the outside and uh We'll do a lot more of these, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's a great message, and, and I love to hear you. Um, yeah, your vision and everything is, is amazing. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate you having me on here. Uh, you know, love to see. Like I said, I, I remember you since grade six. It was always, yo, Ash Kanaz, Birdman in the house. You know, go say what's up. So it was always all love. Right. And happy like proud of you still you're still playing ball man not many people could say mm -hmm. at 31 going into right. 32 year year 32 here for sure still still doing what you love and you know that that takes a lot of sacrifice and commitment mm -hmm. and you know work to make sure your body's still in tune to be able to do that and then now see you launching your biz you know performance coaching podcast proud of you and i'm not surprised you're doing all these things <laughs> as well and I'm, I'm excited to, to chop it up another one of these as well. And you got to hit me no up doubt. when you're back in Vancouver, man. No doubt. No doubt. I appreciate it. Yeah. There's the BMO, all these marathons. Are there, are there ones going down in the summer? Uh, yeah, there'll be one in uh, May 1st will be the first uh, marathon in Vancouver. Mm, okay. So we'll see. I, I, I'm supposed to come out here around my birthday around late May, but uh, I'd love to take part. We'll find something. We'll find something. Yes. So, you know, I think I've talked about with all these different guests, like with uh, Glenn and with Connor and all these different with Mike Zeons and all these guys from North Van, but across greater Vancouver, <clears throat> I think we're going to do a little charity event when I get back um, just to kind of get everyone together. And just kind of hoop and just kind of play. Sounds good. I ran into the... Mike Zayong the other day, a couple right. weeks ago, man. I literally hadn't seen him since the Argyle right. day, man. <laughs> so it'd be great to catch up and see people and, and chop it up and play a bit. And we can do it for the Queen Keys Foundation um, and uh, just find a nice day. And, and just it'd be great to see everyone. So let's get it, man. When I'm out there, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be in touch, man, for sure. I'll be ready, man. I'm excited. I appreciate you, man. It's been a blast. Uh, thanks for everyone that joined us here live and everyone that will listen in the future, man. I'm, I'm already looking forward to next time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, man. Keep up the good work, brother. I appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Okay. That's all for this episode of School of Performance. Thank you for joining us all the way to the end. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you took something from this conversation into your own lives, I urge you to share this episode with one or two people, with your followers, or with anyone that this episode can add value to. Thank you for joining us today. Have a great week, and we'll see you on the next episode of School of Performance.